Point Guard is a production of iHeartRadio. In the pick and roll, you have to be able to score in multiple ways, to be a threat in multiple ways, in order to do what it is that I want to do, which is get my teammate open anyways, right? But it's like, if I couldn't hit a mid-range pull-up off a pick and roll, what was I going to be able to accomplish? Listening to the Point God Podcast Show on iHeartRadio. Shout out to Slick for putting this on. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, people, my people, guess what? You know, when you hear a long pause, you know it's something special. This is the last episode of the Point God Podcast. And the Point God Podcast unravels, goes into the minds of some of the most incredible leaders, creators, the one of ones, the point guards who are initiators, orchestrators, going back to their past. How did they do it? How did they get there? How did they become the people that they are? Ladies and gentlemen, this one is for the women and for the men to pay homage. Coming from Syosset, New York City, an orchestrator, a demonstrator activist, a protester, all that, a yo-yo, the yo-yo master, the controller of tempo, the two-step with pace, the vision of an iron eagle never been seen before. The heart of a pride of any wild animal. An initiator. A point god. Package. Aficionado. Savant. Attending. The legendary Christ the King in New York City. Then she got a scholarship to UConn, the prestigious UConn. She put UConn on the map, guided them to a record of 144 wins and four losses, a shark among sharks drafted by the Seattle Storm a four time WNBA champion 
a 12-time WNBA All-Star, a five-time EuroLeague champion, a five-time Russian League champion, named to the W25 team, one of the greatest basketball players, you hear me? One of the greatest point guards that has been blessed and have given us heart, intelligence, leadership, spirit, everyone. Let's give our roses to none other than Sue Bird. Can I get a foghorn? I know we usually had it. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. We got, we gonna lock that in. We gonna make sure the crowd, the crowd, calm down. The crowd just keeps going. Can you hear them? They just like Banana. the roses are just being thrown in the arena. <laughs> that was the best intro I've ever gotten. Thank you. That was like, and I'm not joking either. That was like emotional. <laughs> I was into it. It is all the truth. Right? It is all the truth. Like you have you have revolutionized the game in so many ways. Right? You have you have done it in a way that you have also like done it on the court, right? Um my first question is like as a kid, right? What was early Sue Berg like? What were you like? And then, like, when did it hit you that, like, oh, this is what my gift is? Uh, good question. So I was classic tomboy, like, could not keep me away from sports, away from, I don't know, my bike, trees, climbing, like, you name it, from as early as probably four or five years old, just out and about. Um, so that was me as a kid. So it's, it was really no surprise that I ended up playing all kinds of sports, not just in the park, but then eventually on teams. And I think the moment actually was like really early. I joined, um, an AAU team based out of Christ the King. So we're, we were called the Liberty Bells and it was like, fifth, sixth grade. I got picked up as a guest. I'm from Long Island. You almost hit it, by the way. You did okay. Yeah, you did all right. You almost got it. Hard time with like. (laughs) No, who doesn't? Yeah. My goodness. But tell me about what was Syosset like? So Syosset is just like a suburb of New York City on Long Island. We're about, I don't know, 30, 45 minute drive from Manhattan. Um, So yeah, like I said, I grew up just playing all kinds of sports. Soccer was my, my other one, but I think it was like, yeah, fit like going into sixth grade, somebody like came up to my dad and was like, Hey, we're starting an AAU team on Long Island. Like, does your daughter want to try out? And I was like, sure. And I actually remember like vividly this tryout. It was almost like, did you ever have to do, I'm going way back now. Did you ever have to do like those presidential fitness tests? Where like everyone in the school, like you had to jump. How yeah, high can you jump? No, How far can you jump? <laughs> yeah. It, that's what it felt like. It felt like a presidential fitness test with a basketball. Like they were just testing all these things. Anyways, made that team. And then we played in a tournament, lost to the Liberty Bells, the team out of Christ the King. And they were like, 
hey, do you want to be a guest player? And that was kind of the moment I think that didn't like change my life, but I think it like set me in a path because now I'm playing on like a real deal AAU team. I'm getting real deal coaching. My first coach, and this is kind of the moment, my first coach um, just got in my ass about not shooting. I'd be like wide open, but I'd be passing it. And he would get on me that I needed to shoot it. But at the same time, I was kind of like, but this is clearly what I'm good at, right? Like I'm clearly good at like facilitating, setting my teammates up. And so like really early, it was, it was just who I was, was to do that part of it. Yeah. Obviously I realized you have to be able to score in order to stay on the court. So that part came, but that's kind of when I started to realize like, no, this is actually who I am. And that, and that coach, like, you know, cause it's always a coach. It's like, you, there's more in you. Right. And whether you feel like, you know, I, I, I believe that that is, that also describes like the humbleness, right. To your game. Like you're, you're, you can, you're so talented that, you know, you enjoy making other people better. Right. Where does that come from? God, I think that's just like part of my personality. I think I'm like that off the court too. It's just kind of part of it. Um, And I feel really thankful and grateful because I was able to like evaluate myself differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I never really, and like, don't, like, I feel like this isn't to say that I don't enjoy hitting a big shot or, you know, like scoring at different times because you do have to be. I, what I learned later, different coach, different time. I'm sure we'll get to it. What I learned later was you have to be a little selfish. That's actually being unselfish. Mm-hmm. So that, that came later, but, um, I think it was just like, I think it's like part of just my personality. Like I have a little bit of a shy personality. I don't necessarily want to be like in the, in the forefront all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that just kind of led me to being like more of a facility, like wanting to set other people up, wanting to like share in that. I think I'm like a collaborator in that way. I found that I've, I've like seen that in my life recently kind of show up. And I really think it's just, it wasn't something somebody told me. I, it's, right. it, it just happened. Yo, 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 we got to tap in real quick. We, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. That's dope. I mean, that's that's almost like, it's almost like you're born with it, right? Yeah, like, kind of. I want to yeah. ask the question: like, what what does your family think of you? Like, <laughs> 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 damn, it's kind of hot. Do they think? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not that. <laughs> and 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 how were you as a kid? How were you as a kid? Uh, were you? Were you I think I was pretty. You're very opinionated. <laughs> you know, I am now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like maybe my family, maybe like. I take all that other stuff out on my family. No, not literally. I was chill as a kid. I'm the, I'm the I have an older sister. I'm the second okay. one of two, but um, mm-hmm. there's definitely something. I actually have two little nieces that are eight and well, nine and seven now. Mm-hmm. And I see it in, I kind of see it in their personalities too. Like the second kid, I don't want to make like some crazy generalization cause I'm not a parent, but it seems like the second kid, like just seems to be a little chiller. Yeah, for sure. Like they're not, they're just kind of there. And I think that's how I was like, I was just chill, kind of did my thing. Yeah. Um, 
I think what my family would say is, is not that different from what you would say as a basketball player in terms of like, like generous of, you know, with time, with energy, that kind of thing, like wanting to be part of their lives, um, trying to always show up that kind of vibe. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, obviously your family is going to get other parts of you <laughs> that you might not show. No, no, I'm know. sure that's something my mom would probably be like, ah, oh, she's a little shit. <laughs> that's what my mom always say about yeah. me. Yeah. Remind me every day. You know, you put yeah. my dad, my dad used to call me um Cinder Susie, like uh-huh. Cinderella. Cause like I like was not feeling the chores. Yeah, no. I was like, Cinder Susie, Cinder Susie, all day long. It's in, you know, <laughs> like mop the like, floor, no, do the dishes. I am not. I am not geared up to be doing chores. <laughs> I, I need was, to rest. Tough. I'm thinking about the game. Yeah. <laughs> nah, so that's when the cinder. Out, yeah, that's when the cinder Susie would come out, and I hated it. Talk about you know, uh, as a female growing up in New York, you know, being a point guard, you know, like who who are the people that inspired you? Like who was that person? you know, that you saw was like, oh, okay. Now, you know what I mean? Now I got, I got somebody to like go off of or, or, or a guy, a guiding light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously the choices for, for women, for girls was, was limited, right? Mm -hmm. Like growing up, I actually just heard Don Staley talk about this. Like growing up, I saw the final four, like the championship game. And then I saw like the Olympic gold medal game. Mm-hmm. And that was it, you know, yeah. luckily though, luckily though, like my dad, like when hoop dreams came out, my dad was like, we're going to see this, you yeah. know, when Christ the King, before I was there, I was in, I was in like late middle school, maybe my freshman year of high school. And he was like, let's go to a game. Yeah. So I was really lucky. My dad like exposed me. And I remember um, the point guard of Christ the King at the time was Christina Alexander And she ended up going to George Mason. I think she's in coaching now. Um, Our games are not similar at all, Mm -hmm. but I I was like the first time where I was like, Oh, this is like, this is an elite point guard. Yeah. Like this is who, like, this is what it is. And she was fast as fuck, like quick Mm -hmm. as shit could finish. I'm telling you, our games could not be different. Like (laughs) she's more of like a driver slasher, that kind of thing. But I just understood in watching her play and she played like, her era of Christ the King basketball was Shamiqua Holtzclaw. They were like the the yeah. duo. So everybody was showing up to see to see Meek, which I was too. Uh-huh. She dunked in warm-ups, hype as hell. Yeah. But but low key, I was like, but what about that point guard over there? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and she wears number 10 too. We're friends now. I was uh-huh. like, what about I'm like, she she got a number 10 jersey on. Like, what about her? Busy, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, that's to me, like that's and then later on, I actually ended up watching Jen AZ in uh-huh. person. And that was kind of, that's like, that's what I say is my see it be a moment. Like when I saw her with the national team, I was like, oh, that could be like, we look alike. Like this could be me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's, there's like always like that, that one person that you see and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, you may not be like similar to like what I am, but you, I like you. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, yeah. there's just like something about, like how you get down, how I don't get down. Yeah. I probably never play like that. But it's just like, oh my God, like I'm obsessed with like, you know, it's almost like the yin and the yang, right? Mm-hmm. And there's so much to learn from, you know, when you think about, you know, when you're saying like 
collaboration, I think, for a point guard is like also like being a math scientist, right? So what do you when you look at Jennifer Azy, it's like what is where where is Sue in that, right? Uh where is Sue and what Christina has who's playing with Shamiqua? Like, you know, can you talk about like coming up in high school, right? Like like how did you mold yourself, right, as a point guard to be able to, you know, have this vision and 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 to kind of you know think about like maximizing your talent? Yeah. Um, I mean, some of it is like you kind of steal from people in in like the most complimentary way, right? And I remember um I played AAU with this AAU team. So I just joined it. I'm in like, this is early, like sixth, seventh grade. And I play with Nisha Butler. So some people know her name. Some people yeah. don't. It's like, yeah, in women's basketball, there's a couple names I could throw at you. That's like, actually, Nicole Kazmarski would be one. She went to UCLA. So you probably know Nicole Kazmarski. Like there's these players that like were fucking amazing growing up. And like, for whatever reason, their careers didn't pan out the way you might've thought. Yeah. And Nisha is one of those players. She ended up going to Georgia Tech, had a great career. But that was like my early teammate and her pull-up jump shot. I mean, the best wow. pull-up jump shot. It was just like legit. And we're talking sixth grade. Like this is early. And yeah. she's just got an on-the-dime pull-up. And I think when, if I were to describe my game, that's been like a huge part of my game, the pull-up jump shot. I know people don't like the mid-range anymore, whatever. Um, but the pull-up J is like my thing. And I even like, Sometimes I'll like kick my legs up a little bit when I do it. And that's just because I was copying her that's like legit. That's, that's it's that's like, it. that is where I got my pull-up jump shot without a doubt from Nisha Butler. Another, another like 12 year old. <laughs> yeah. And t- talk about like, you know, uh, when you said the mid range, like talk about the mid range because, you know, threes are great. Right. But, if you can get shots in the mid range, right? That means you can get shots anywhere on the floor. Like the art of the mid range has was lost, but I think now a lot of the, you know, like I think older elite players are playing, you know, all basketball is starting to come back to the mid range. Cause that's, that's winning basketball. And, you know, your, your record, you know, uh, reflects that. So just talk about, you know, why the mid-range was important to you? I mean, first of all, I just think it came naturally to Mm -hmm. me. So, like, I think all of us as basketball players, there's things that just come naturally, and you Mm -hmm. don't really know how to explain it. Like, when I watch, when I watch, you know, player X do a Euro step, and I'm like, dang, it's like that just came naturally to them, and it didn't come naturally to me, right? right? It's just like, sometimes it's just like what you're dealt. But then it's like, as I got older, it's like, it became so valuable because my game is big, like is predicated on the pick and roll. Like mm-hmm. that's where I thrive. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the pick and roll, you have to be able to do, to score in multiple ways, to be a threat in multiple ways in order to do what it is that I want to do, which is get my teammate open anyways. Right. right? But it's like, if I couldn't hit a mid range pull up off a of pick and roll, Right. What was I going to be able to accomplish? Like, no one's going to guard me in that way. They're going to play me for a three, play me for a drive. It's like you had to be able to incorporate that. And I think, incorporate that. And I think 
that's like for me that's why the mid-range is so important that plus like i love pulling up in transition yeah. from the mid-range like <laughs> i love it i don't know if other i don't know if other people love it i love it yo you know what time it is you know this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors let them have it but that that's what makes you so dangerous because uh Rashad Phillips was on here and he was saying like a uh, like a four a four level score, right? It's somebody who can shoot, you know, beyond the three, shoot the three, shoot the mid range, get to the line, get to the hole, whatever. He he he's like a mad scientist, um, and I think you are. I think you. I, I I definitely know that. I feel like you play at a certain pace, right? And you know, I I I want to like, I want us to like see in your eyes, like what what are you seeing, and like what like what, okay, so here's a question: what are, what are the artists, right? That you, if there were three artists, right, that that made up Sue Bird, who would those artists be, right? Because I I need to get inside of like the vision, the eyes. The vision. Like, can we go musical artists? I feel like I have a better chance. Any artist. It could be any artist. Okay. You know. Interesting. Um, God, this is hard. So, I like things to make sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, when I'm working out, I get real grumpy. When I'm doing, when a coach has me do something that I'm like, this is not realistic, mm-hmm. but both like, if it's too hard or right. too easy, I'm yeah. just, I get, or if it's like, this will never happen. Uh-huh. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like, like lyrically, I mean, there's just, so, there's so many, I'm from New York, so I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay in New York, but it's like, when you listen to Biggie, Jay-Z, mm-hmm. it's like, it just all makes sense. Yeah. Right. Like they're going to say something like, honestly, someone, another like artist, comedian, Dave Chappelle, everything he says, like mm-hmm. he always brings it back around. There's yeah. always, it's always going to make sense. Yeah. yeah. So there's like something there that, that, that I really appreciate. Um, so that to me is like a big part. So when I'm out there and I'm in a game and obviously I know like games have so many unknowns and people are going to be throwing different things at you. I'm just always trying to make it make sense in my head and then I can pick it apart. And, so and once it, I go ahead. ahead, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, I was gonna say, so once like I see, maybe I've watched film and I saw something or you see something in the game and this is obviously where experience helps so much. Mm-hmm. It's like, you've seen it once you've seen it a thousand. And then the minute I know I can make it make sense. And I'm yeah. like, and this is what we're doing guys. <laughs> you know? And, and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's biggie that is like the rhythm to your your pace (laughs) yeah pace yeah pace i'm like you asking me at 41 or you asking me at 21 (laughs) that's when the pace you're a big biggie fan i am a big biggie fan you know all the biggie lyrics so a little bit yeah while you out there hooping you just you know you busting you i gotta (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you know in warm-ups that's how it is Absolutely. Yeah, no, my pa- my pace has changed through the years, but now I'm just like, who would be? A- I'd have to think about this from an artist standpoint, but now yeah. I'm like selective. So like, 
God, I'm thinking like drums. Maybe we can go like the roots or something where it's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. they're selective with how mm -hmm. they hit you. Absolutely. With like with like their their pace, their beats, their their cadence. It's yeah. the cadence. So as an older player, you just get real smart and selective with when you're gonna go faster, when you can slow down, and you kind of understand that. I like that because it's like, you know, when you're young, you are like it is Biggie, you know what I mean? And yeah. like you got the energy, you you know what I yeah. mean? It's like there's so much, there's so much in those lyrics and there's so much in those vibes, right? And that energy. And then as you get older, as like as an older player, then it's like the roots. It's more so like we going live. Like I know yeah. when the game is, <laughs> you know. What I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's gonna move to my my drum patterns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Let's talk a little bit about your decision because I know people are people love to hear about decisions. Like so, New York City point guard, and then you make this decision to go to UConn. You could have went anywhere in the world, why UConn and where else were you thinking about going? So my final like five, I guess, were mm -hmm. UConn, Stanford, Vanderbilt, Duke, Notre Dame. Those were like the five. Duke and Notre Dame kind of fell off pretty quick. I actually only visited those other three. Uh -huh. So UConn, Stanford, Vanderbilt. And I don't know. It was really UConn from the start. And mm -hmm. it was just like a feeling. Um, it's not so far from home. That actually didn't play as much of a role. I wasn't scared to leave. It wasn't that. It ended up being like a nice, like, oh, my family and friends are right there. I can go home. You know, it ended up being nice, but it wasn't, I would have been cool leaving. Um, it was probably, if I had to pick like one thing, it was probably the coaching staff. That was, that was the big draw. Um, the fact that they sold out was a big draw. And then when I got there, you know, it's funny. I was actually thinking about this the other day, random. I don't even know why I was like, how crazy. Cause now in my life, choosing a team in the WNBA, staying on a team, it's so predicated on the players, right? Like you want to go, like yeah. all we hear about in free agency is like a super team, going? or are you going to go be the man? Are you going to go? It's all about, and in college, I don't even think I thought that. I don't think it had anything to do with my teammates. It was like yeah. the school, the coaches. Isn't that so weird? It's so it's it's crazy that you know it you felt like it was like the decision of your life. Like your <laughs> yeah. whole life. You know, it's like which it was, but it was like we did not have the freedom to like have uh options. <laughs> there were yeah. <laughs> we come in the we came in the air where there there were no options. It was like, hey, make a decision. I have to make a decision by this date and yeah. we're not telling you anything else. <laughs> yeah. That is kind of what it was like. That's how it was in my, even in my early professional career, there wasn't a lot of decisions or options, I should say. No. It was like so different, but yeah. So it's like, I didn't even pick, it's crazy. Like I didn't even, I was like, okay, I guess I'll play with these people. The only thing was that there was like a moment. So UConn was the place. They were always the place they had a commitment from another point guard and it was cool. It was like, we want two point guards in this class. Cause we yeah. don't have any in the, in the rest. And like there was a point guard graduating. So it was going to be us two for four years. Yeah. Cool. And then another one committed. So now two had committed and I was the third and I was like, wait, what's going on? And in that moment, 
was really the only moment where I was like, well, should I be like looking at these other schools like a little more seriously? Yeah. One of those point guards ended up going somewhere else and ended up working out. Um, but other than that, it wasn't about like the team and my teammates. They were great when I met them on the visit. So yeah. that, you know, they were great. It's not that. But like I weighed all these other things. I don't remember thinking like, oh, that post player is good in pick and roll. This yeah, will work. Yeah, you never which is like, that. yeah, that's what I'm thinking about now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And then, but like your freshman year, you tear your ACL. Mm-hmm. Bummer. Resiliency. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Big time. Especially at 18. At 18 years old. I tore my ACL. To freshman yeah. year, so it's like I we got know. a lot of a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> uh, started started things off right for us. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and like, but talk about that, like you know, being you know uh, a lead in your class, coming to college, and like ready to rock out, and then at the time, an ACL surgery was career ending. You're the over, end of the world. You're done. You're never coming back. Ever. I'm sure you heard that. W- what was it? You know what I mean? What was it yeah. inside you or who was it, you know, that helped you, you know, kind of get through that moment or what was it inside you to help you get through that moment, you know? Yeah. Um, I was lucky. My my teammate, Shay Ralph, she had torn her ACL a couple times already. She was only... Um, a sophomore at the time, like a red shirt sophomore. Mm-hmm. And I was just really lucky that I had her to like fall back on five questions. And the cool thing was she could see it in me. Like if I was having a bad day, she would be the first one to check in. Mm-hmm. Um, she kept me like really included. Cause it, you know, when you're the injured player, this is any level, you can kind of end up just like being outside the circle. Yeah, yeah so you, you gotta like stay connected. So she was the one that went out of her way. I didn't realize in the moment, it just was like, oh, Shay's being really nice. Looking back, it's yeah. like that that got me through it. She like definitely pulled me through the hole and really gave me a lot of heads ups that even if I come across a player that's having knee surgery, I'm giving literally the same advice she gave me, you know? So that that's the one person that helped me get through. Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.